Hello and welcome to the 13th episode of the Vanville Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler. I'm joined by our co-host and producer, Evan, and our other co-host, Dakota. How are you doing today, guys? I don't know. I'm getting antsy because NHL trade deadline is less than a week away. And big congratulations to Baylor for winning their first men's NCAA March Madness tournament in school history. What about you, Dakota? Well, we're getting to the nitty-gritty of the season. NHL is going to start to get crazy here with the playoff race, and I just can't wait for this playoff race to happen, and some teams are going to make it, and some teams aren't. How you doing, Tyler? Yo, fuck Baylor. I was going for Gonzaga. Wait, is it Gonzaga or Gonzaga? Gonzaga? I like saying Gonzaga. Fuck you. Okay, let's look at the past week of the NHL. First off with the news, the biggest bit of news will be mentioned momentarily under the COVID-19 news. But first, let's look at non-COVID news. Former Montreal and Nashville defenseman Alexei Emelin is in the hospital in a serious condition. He's reportedly been diagnosed with toxic liver shock. Mm, bad stuff. Not something I want. The NHL trade deadline is now six days away. What? I can't believe you said not something I want. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> Unrestricted free agent defenseman Ron Hainsey and retired NHL player Sean Bergenheim have joined the NHLPA. Nine teams in the NHL have recorded 50 or more points in the standings, and so far zero teams have been mathematically eliminated from the 2021 Cup playoff contention. Well, as we mentioned, potential mathematically eliminated teams. The Buffalo Sabres are 2-0-1 in their last three games. Congrats, Buffalo. NHL teams allowed to have fans 20 now. Anaheim. They have been added onto the list. I'm zooming through this because I'm. there's big stuff coming up. It's a good one. This is a good episode. Interesting stats. Columbus has only won 10 of their last 30 games played. Toronto have won 26 of their first 39 games this season, which makes this season the most successful start in franchise history. And since the 1983-84 NHL season, only 10 players have scored an overtime goal in their first game with their team. But if we include this year, there have been three additional players. Kirill Kaprizov for Minnesota, Alexei Hepaniemi with Florida, and Eric Stahl with Montreal. Hockey history. In 1919, the deciding game of the Stanley Cup Finals was canceled due to the Spanish flu pandemic. Hmm, that hits a little too close to home right now. Deja vu. Ah, it hurts. Which led to multiple players becoming seriously ill in hospitals and all that, and Montreal defenseman Joe Hall did pass away from the pandemic, and I believe another coach passed away too. I forgot his name. But, so yeah, it's a little bit of hockey history right now. And And three years ago today, 16 members of the Humboldt Brock of the Humboldt Broncos died in a tragic crash that shook the hockey world. So we remember uh, today, right now, is April 6th. And so three years ago today, April 6th, 2018, that crash happened. And, you know, we all got our sticks out for Humboldt that day and the following days. So milestones... Also in the past week, John Tavares, he notched his 800th NHL point. Mark Giordano, he got his 500th NHL point. Same thing with Brent Burns, 500 NHL assists, however. And David Krejci, he also got his 500th NHL assist. Non-NHL news. The City of Humboldt and the Humboldt Broncos Memorial Committee jointly announced plans on Monday, yesterday, for a Humboldt Broncos tribute center and roadside memorial at the site of the deadly bus crash involving the junior hockey team three years ago. And Roberto Luongo will be named GM, general manager, of the Team Canada for the IIHF World Championships. I'm not going to... International Ice Hockey Federation. Okay, 
there's what that means. I didn't want to say it, but I did. COVID-19 news. Biggest news of the past week, I feel like. There's a lot of big news, actually, the past week, but here's some current stuff. The NHL has announced that all Vancouver games through April 6th will be postponed. Vancouver currently has 20 players and coaches on the NHL protocol list. There is a lot of postponed games for Vancouver. Their whole team is pretty much affected. They've called up minor league players. They're already in quarantine, so they they can have a full roster whenever they do return to play if some players still aren't able to come back. So some scary, sobering stuff from Vancouver with COVID, and we hope they have a speedy recovery and they all get well. Notable injuries from the past week, Nashville forward oh, forwards, Philip Forsberg, Matt Duchesne, and Brad Richardson, and also along with defenseman Ryan Ellis, Mark Borowiecki, and Lucas Pisa are all out week to week. That's pretty much your whole team, if you're in Nashville. Winnipeg defenseman Nathan Beaulieu, he has a torn labrum in the shoulder. He's out for the season. Boston defenseman Brandon Carlo, he has an upper body injury. He's out week to week. Montreal forward Brendan Gallagher, he has a fractured right thumb. Right thrum, yeah, right thumb. He's out several weeks. Colorado forward Matt Calvert, he has taken a couple st- steps back in his recovery. Uh, he's out week to week. Notable trades from the past week: Florida acquired forward Brad Morrison from Chicago for forward Vinny Henestrosa. Suspensions and fines. Only one suspension from the past week. Vegas Golden Knights forward Chandler Stevenson was suspended three games for elbowing Los Angeles defenseman Tobias Bjornfot. I hope I said that right. And then we had two fines from the past week. Edmonton forward Connor McDavid was fined $5,000, the maximum under the CBA, for elbowing Montreal forward Jesperi Kotkaniemi. And Colorado forward Nathan McKinnon has been fined $5,000 as well, the maximum under the CBA, for unsportsmanlike conduct against Arizona forward Connor Garland, where he threw Connor Garland's helmet at him. Take notes, Bryce Harper. I just want to say that Connor McDavid should have been suspended for that. Oh, I He th- should have been suspended for three games, two games. 5000 not shit to Connor McDavid. I think he honestly should have just got suspended. Two or three is pretty extreme for... That yes, it was a dirty play. I didn't like it, but I think a one game is more. Like yeah, one game. Play. I mean, it was like nowhere near the puck. He was just fucking pissed off, so he did that. Yeah, I, th- I think one game would have been more suitable. One or two. I don't. Three is really stretching it because you look at some suspensions and some things that have been fines this season so far. If that was a three game suspension, p- people would be looking back like, well, why wasn't this something more? Even if that didn't happen, which it didn't, people can still say that. Notable waivers from the past week. Philadelphia put defenseman Shane Gossesbear on waivers. Edmonton forward Tyler Ennis was on waivers. Edmonton forward Joachim Nygaard. New Jersey forward Nikita Gusev. St. Louis forward Jacob Delarose. Los Angeles forward Matt Luff. Detroit forward Evgeny Svechnikov. Minnesota, Minnesota's Luke Johnson. Chicago forward Lucas Walmark. They were all put on waivers. Games of the week. Oh, boy. We got some good games. I'm going theatric mode here. So Tuesday, March 30th, game of the day, New Jersey Devils versus Boston Bruins. 
Boston comes back versus the Devils in a high-scoring game last Tuesday night. The final score of the game was 5-4 to four in favor of Boston, and the game ended in a shootout. New Jersey opened the scoring early in the game and would end the first period up 2-1. to one. The second period ended with New Jersey up 4-2 to two as Zajac and Palmieri added to New Jersey's lead. The third period and on was all Boston as defensemen Charlie McAvoy and Matt Grizzlick tied things up. The teams went scoreless in OT and New Jersey had a power play chance squander away. The Bruins would score on their first two shots and Boston goaltender Yaroslav Halak made two saves on the first two New Jersey shooters to give Boston a 5-4 win. Last Wednesday... March 31st, to end March Madness, I guess. And boy, madness it was. Got to take some deep breaths on this one. This is a book. Game of the day. Philadelphia Flyers versus Buffalo Sabres. Final score, Buffalo 6, Philadelphia 1. The streak ends. The Buffalo Sabres have won a game again, ladies and gentlemen. Let's send our heartfelt condolences to the Philadelphia Flyers fans as they go through these hard times as their team is trending in all sorts of bad ways and loses to a team who tied the 2003-04 Pittsburgh Penguins for longest NHL losing streak in history. Meanwhile, Buffalo, congratulations. Soak up that winning feeling. She is a beauty that can be so elusive as she has seemed to be within your grasp multiple times in the past month only to whisper away in the wind. Buffalo improves their season record to 723 and 5. <laughs> 723. <laughs> I'm just reading along. I'm just reading along with them, like in my head. And I, I'm like, wow, they improved their season. Seven. Seven. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's so bad we're fucking crying. So I'll re I'll re say that sentence. (laughs) Just putting the full fucking Imagine being one of the players' family. They gotta not coming home happy every night. Pissed off. Well the last three games they've gotten a point. They're two on one. I won seventy dollars. Nice. So anyway, to reiterate, again, I like that word now. Buffalo improves their season record to 7-23-5 as they win their first March game since 2019 when they defeated the St. Louis Blues on March 17, 2019. Sam Reinhart and Curtis Lazar scored for the Sabres in the first period, giving Buffalo a 2-0 lead going into the first intermission. Ivan Provorov scored the only goal by Philadelphia early in the second period to make the score 2-1, giving Philadelphia some hope just two days after they came back against the same Sabres when they were down 3-0 in the third period in that game. However, Father Time decided that history would not repeat itself as Buffalo's Stephen Fogarty, I think I said that right, and Casey Middlestat scored later on in the second period and put the Sabres up 4-1 to after two periods. The third period put the NHL community on the edge of their seats as the Sabres had seemingly no problem against the Flyers and Brandon Montour would cap off the game with a pair of shorthanded goals in a span of 37 seconds with around five minutes left in the regulation, with his first goal being an empty netter and his second coming off a rebound from his own shot against the Philadelphia goaltender. The PA announcer calmly, with ice in his veins, announced one minute remaining in the third period. Moments later, three, two, one, game over, streak over, the Buffalo Sabres win! History has been made, and we will all remember this impressive feat for years to come, perhaps the rest of our lives. That, ladies and gentlemen, may be the game of the season. For sure, game of the week. 
April 1st, New York Rangers versus Buffalo Sabres. New York Rangers went 3-2 to two in overtime. <laughs> April Fool's. <laughs> April Fool's. Rangers had an easy win. April Fool's. <laughs> April Fool's, Buffalo. Ha ha, take another L in overtime. <laughs> but for real, this isn't the game of the day. I just want to say the joke. <laughs> okay, good for you, Buffalo. Uh, Rangers versus Buffalo. Rangers win. Mm. <laughs> April Fool's. <laughs> <laughs> the joke of a day. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Buffalo. <Yeah>. Buffalo <laughs> moment. Man. Anyway, the real game of the day on April 1st was Minnesota Wild versus Vegas Golden Knights. Minnesota won this game 3-2 to in overtime. The Wild continued to entertain hockey fans across the NHL community as they defeat the good Vegas team in Las Vegas. Vegas jumped to... What the fuck was that sentence I wrote? <laughs> Vegas. Yeah, they defeated a good Vegas they, team in Las Vegas. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was. Good man. Vegas team in Las Vegas, I guess. They beat a good Vegas team in Las Vegas. Yeah, they're I, at home. They're the only team in Las Vegas. Shut up. Besides <laughs> the Raiders, and they ain't good either. No. Different sport. <laughs> uh, Vegas jumped to a one nothing lead early in the first period from a goal by Wild Bill William Carlson. Haven't heard that in a while. And Minnesota tied things up about four and a half minutes later thanks to rookie sensation Kirill Kaprizov. I spelled that name wrong. <laughs> Gotta get used to that. The second period featured tight checking hockey as neither team scored. The Golden Knights then jumped to a 2-1 lead early in the third period thanks to Braden McNabb's tally 139 into the period. But Minnesota's resiliency shined again as Wild Captain Jared Spurgeon tied things up a little over four minutes after McNabb's goal. The rest of the third period went scoreless, as did the overtime session. Vegas, oh, oh, <laughs> no, sorry, Minnesota won this game 3-2 to two in a shootout. My apologies, it was a shootout win. So, yeah, the overtime session had no goals, as expected, when you do shootouts, I guess. Vegas would shoot first against the Wild, and Minnesota goalie Cam Talbot saved the first two shots, as Kevin Fiala scored on Minnesota's second shot. The game hung on the line with the shootout attempt by Alex Tuck, but he was shut down by Talbot, and the Wild won the game 3-2. April 2nd. Shout out to San Jose and Los Angeles, their game, as the Sharks won the game 3-0, and <laughs> San Jose players Tomas Hurdle, Timo Meyer, and I forgot his first name, but Balsers, they scored. And I saw a meme saying this was a funny name line and nicknamed it My Balls Hurt. <laughs> laugh it up laugh it up <laughs> my ball serp the real game of the day on the 2nd of April 2021 planet earth <laughs> was Calgary Flames versus Edmonton Oilers Edmonton won this game 3-2 to two in regulation it's the battle of Alberta the Oilers come back versus the Flyers as they were down one nothing and 2-1 in the game Michael Stone and Matthew Kachuk scored goals for the Flames while Ryan Nugent Hopkins Dominic Cahoon and Captain Connor McDavid, McDavid propelled the Oilers to a 3-2 win in regulation in this heated Battle of Alberta matchup that featured two Flames power plays and five Oilers power plays. The Oilers penalty kill would be perfect, and the Oilers would go on to score two power play goals on five of their chances, including the game-winning goal by Connor McDavid. I keep fucking his name up. Poor guy. April 3rd. Game of the day, Pittsburgh Penguins versus Boston Bruins. Boston won this game 7-5. to five. 
Okay, a lot happened in this thrilling barn burner. First period indicated an average game as Pittsburgh would score the only goal and lead 1-0 to start the second period. Then all hell broke loose. 11 seconds into the second frame, Bruins captain Patrice Bergeron scored his 11th of the season and tied the game at 1. And 34 seconds later, at the 45-second mark into the second period, David Pasternak put the Bruins ahead 2-1. Two, two minutes later, at 2.45, Pittsburgh tied the game at 2, thanks to a goal by Jake Gensel. And then Jared McCann would put the Penguins up 3-2, to 2.26 later, at the 5.11 mark with a power play goal for him. So with just a little over five minutes left in the second period, Bruins forward Brad Marchand would put his 14th goal of the season to tie the game at three. And the Bruins would end up with a power play a few minutes later, and David Krejci would score on the ensuing power play to put Boston up four to three. Before the crazy second ended, Marchand scored his second of the game with just 20 seconds left in the second period to score the fifth Boston goal in a period. And yeah, the period ended. And the Bruins are a 5-3 headed into the third. The second period was the second highest scoring period this season so far. Only trailing the eight-goal first period between Edmonton Oilers and Ottawa Senators. This second period had seven goals. Boston had five goals. Pittsburgh, two. Cody Ceci would put the game within reach for the pin, the Penguins earlier in the third to make the game 5-4. But Pasternak would score his, his second of the game to regain the two-goal lead for Boston with around six and a half minutes left in regulation. Penguins captain Sidney Crosby would score his 15th goal of the season and third point of the night with a shorthanded goal 115 left in the regulation, but Marchand would spoil the late comeback by scoring it in the empty net goal to collect his fourth career hat trick and give Boston a 7-5 victory. April 4th, Washington Capitals versus New Jersey Devils. Washington won this game 5-4. And it's a sweep. High-scoring game in New Jersey, Easter afternoon, as the Washington Capitals go 8-0-0 against the Devils this season. We got a sweep. Who would have who thunk? Who would have thunk? Okay, raise your hand if you thought anyone would sweep anyone this season. Put your fucking I thought, hands. No, I thought there'd be at least like one or two just random ones out there. I wouldn't have thought Capitals-Devils as my first option, but... Eight games... Eight games, you can't beat a team once. Well, I mean, Buffalo hasn't even won eight games. They could have won one game per I team. there's going to be like one like really bad team that just gets swept against one team. That's what I was yeah, like, I I had a feeling like Tampa would beat Detroit like all the all time. Oh, God. They, that hasn't no, happened. that ain't the story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Detroit been going hard yeah. against Tampa. Yeah, Detroit got like their first regulation win in Tampa since like 2011. Yeah. I guess that would be something like that or like, like Vegas nothing, right? beating Anaheim. Travis Ajak would open the scoring in this game, but TJ Oshie would tie things up about midway through the period with a beautiful goal of his own. Connor Sheary and Ovechkin added to Washington's goal tally with goals of their own to put the Capitals up 3-1 before Sharon Govich scored late to make the game 3-2, headed into the second intermission. Carl Haglin would score shorthanded early in the third period, and Evgeny Kuznetsov scored a few minutes later to put Washington up 5-2. The Devils would pull a comeback attempt as Jesper Bratt scored a little past halfway through the third period and Sharon Govich scored his second of the game with a little over four minutes left in regulation to put New Jersey within one of the caps. Washington would stave off the comeback attempt by New Jersey and win the game 5-4 and win the season series 8-0-0. Unbelievable. And final game of the past week, 
on the 5th, Monday. Edmonton Oilers versus Montreal Canadiens. Montreal won this game 3-2 in overtime. A Northern Division battle between these two, as as I said, Montreal defeated Edmonton 3-2 in overtime. The first, the first period was close, and the only goal was scored late by, Ev- by Edmonton's Devin Shore with 21 seconds left in the first period. Second period went along nearly the same way as no goals were scored by either team until Edmonton's Darnell Nurse scored with with 11 seconds left in the second period to put the Oilers up 2-0. Then Montreal turned the tide as the third period in the third period as Josh Anderson scored early to put Montreal up on the board and Tomas Tata scored a little under 4 minutes later to tie the game at 2. The two teams ended regulation with the tied score and the game went to overtime. The overtime session went just about the same as the first and second as recently released from hell Eric Stahl scored on a seemingly innocent shot on the rush with a low far side shot to beat Mike Smith and win the game in comeback fashion, three to two in overtime. From hell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not forgetting you, man. Got out. Said, I actually have a chance to win. <laughs> All right, so those were the games of the week. How'd I do? You talked for a long time. I did. All right, let's move on to friendly wagers. This is our segment where we have our over-under questions. One question per member of the podcast. And the last time we did this was two weeks ago. So we do these, do the friendly wagers and the quick six with two week-long questions. So the two weeks are up for the first friendly wager question. And let's go back to the what the questions were last time. <laughs> I don't know how to segue into that. <laughs> that was a bunch of bullshit. So two weeks ago, I asked, by the end of the two-week stretch, will we see over-under 3.5 teams currently in a playoff position fall out of one league-wide? The correct answer was under. Only two teams fell out. I think that was that was Chicago and St. Louis. St. Louis really fell. So the correct answer was under. We all won that. Dakota, what was your question? This two-week stretch is going to be over-under. Four and a half new players to be over 20 goals. Winners? We're none. None of us got it right. The only ones are McDavid and Matthews. What was what was the correct answer? Correct answer was no, 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 not the result. The answer. Oh, under. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a struggle bus over here. <laughs> Evan, end it strong. <laughs> Your one chance. I've been talking this whole time. <laughs> Have to reel it in here. Mine was over under will Buffalo win one and a half games in two weeks. Seems like an easy task for anyone but Buffalo. The correct answer was over, surprisingly. And the winners of that were Tyler and myself. Yeah, they got that two games. Thank God. Damn it. <laughs> they got the two. Yeah, fuck you. So, Fingers crossed. So last week's result, myself, Tyler, and Evan led, or I guess won last week, or two weeks ago questions we were two and one dakota was one and two the overall results so far for these questions i am in third place 10 and 9 but i'm catching up to dakota he's 11 and 8 one behind you motherfucker and evan is winning 13 to 6 you got something to say no yeah because you ain't gotta speak when i'm not last your one question (laughs) i ain't gonna i ain't gonna get in last I'm guaranteed. Guaranteed? So, yeah, the overall results, I'm last. 
Dakota second, Evan first. So let's look at our new questions for the next two weeks. I'll start. In the next two weeks, will we see over under 7.5 new players reach 50 points? As of right now, April 6th, Tuesday, the current only players to have 50 points or more are Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. So, 7.5 new players to reach it. Dakota, what do you think? I'm going to say over. There's eight players that are over 40 points, and the eighth player is at 42, which is Jonathan Huberdeau. So I think Jonathan Huberdeau would get to 50 points to make it eight. How about you, Evan? I'm going to go under. I just think eight is a lot. Most players are looking at like seven to eight games, and like Dakota said, most people are kind of around that 40-point mark. So like 10 points in eight games. I mean, it's obviously possible, but I'm just going to take the under on that. What about yourself? I'm saying over. There's plenty of players within range of that 50-point mark and are off by around eight points or less. And they are a part of that elite group of the NHL. So, like, Crosby is, like, seventh in that spot or whatever. He has 43 points. And looking at his or the Penguins' schedule in his next two weeks, it seems fairly easy. And he's Sidney Crosby. He could have, like, a five-point game. So you never know. So for there to be eight, it would be Rantanen has 44, Shifley has 45, McKinnon's 45, Matthews 46, Marner's 47, Kane's at 49, so he's definitely going to get it, and then Drysdale McDavid. So it's like a pretty, yeah, there's, say there's a good chance it could happen. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's a good chance that it could happen. I just think the number eight to be over is a lot. All right. Sounds like I had a good question. Dakota, what was your question? My question, will Krill Kaprizov, Kaprizov, Kaprizov. Kaprizov get over 39.5 points two weeks from now? What do you think about that, Tyler? What do I think about that? Yeah, what do you think about it? I'm thinking under, brother. He would have to have a monster two weeks to score nine points in eight games. And if you're an elite player, you can get a point a game or above a point a game. He's a rookie, sure, an older rookie. Being asked to, well, being asked by you to be over a point a game for the next two weeks. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm just going to say under. I'm also going to say under. I just think it's kind of steep of a. Hey, fuck you. Of a number. (laughs) Hey, fuck you. (laughs) It's just, I don't know, it's just a lot. I'm saying under. I'm saying fuck you to Dakota, by the way, not you, Evan, because Dakota's just flipping us off (laughs) because. Because cause I see his answer. What's what's your fucking answer? I say over. Mm. Krill is unstoppable. You have that in all caps, and you said it normal. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> unstoppable. And you spelled Krill. Krill is unstoppable. Is on all caps. He's going to. And no exclamation point. He'll get a, a point a game. <laughs> he has a period. One, Krill's unstoppable. He'll get a point a game. One of these games, he's going to get three points. And then I think he's going to average a point a game, which will get him. To 40 points. I guarantee you he'll get... <laughs> he'll get the points to get you that over. I guarantee it. I guarantee Stop. you he won't get injured. Yeah, that's Don't like, wish uh, that upon the wild. That's all. That's, that's kind of like half of what I'm saying. Like It's a two-week span. He could get hurt. The team could have COVID problems or other teams that they play against could have COVID problems. So negative. So it's kind of... I'm answering your damn question. It's, it's realistic. Negative. 
No. Stop being a bitch. It's negative. No. I can't wait till we go back to this and this man goes off. I'm just gonna look at all of you. I can't wait for him to play tomorrow and get hurt, and then you look like. Oh, uh, why are you trying to wish hurt upon this man? Because I'm trying to get fucking points. In this <laughs> oh, so your personal gain more important than his health? Yeah. Against yeah. you, yeah. <laughs> can't believe you. This podcast is. I'm ashamed. This podcast is prioritized above a lot of things. Upon somebody's actual health. You're wishing upon injury. I didn't say a career ending or a life ending. I guess yeah, could, it could just be a minor he injury. Twist his ankle. He could get suspended. Oh hell, yeah, yeah. He injures someone else. He gets right. a he gets like a rapid tour. You guys are wrong. Can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait either. It's gonna be a while. Yeah, it's gonna be. A, I was about to say, <laughs> well, it's gonna be a while. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you walked into that one. <laughs> well, I hope you guys are wrong. Evan, what was your question? Over under, will we see three and a half teams clinch a playoff spot two weeks from now? I'm saying under. It's too soon to have teams clinch playoffs right now. Maybe some teams can be eliminated, but I think for clinching a playoff spot, it's too soon. Under. Only a couple teams will clinch. I think it's too much to say over uh, over three. I definitely don't see four teams clinching. Uh, I'm also going to say under. Most divisions seem kind of still close somewhat from top to bottom and it's i feel like it's going to be a while till we get teams mathematically eliminated and clinching so i'm just gonna say under i think that'd be a good question if if friendly wages were like scheduled next week that'd be a good question kind of a bad time frame yeah all right we're all waiting on you whole squad's laughing i know bye